Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is November 22nd, and this is the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. Welcome to the Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. Hope you guys are having a great day, a great week. And on this episode, Connor Ryan and I uh, get into this crazy upcoming schedule for the Bruins, uh, what it all means in the grand scheme of things. It's hard to sit here and uh, declare a team legit or not based on, you know, a, a, this 10-game stretch in November and December, but uh, maybe a little argument to be made for that here. Uh, we also... Get into some Patrick Kane stuff. There were some, uh, you know, there's some chatter about, hey, you know, would the Bruins make sense for Patrick Kane uh, over the past weekend? Because the Bruins played the Blackhawks in a not so close game. Uh, but we get into that and we get into the bigger question of, you know, what will this team potentially need at the deadline? It's something that we haven't talked much about um, because the Bruins have been so good that it feels like they don't really need anything. But Connor and I get into that. Uh, nonetheless, in this episode, before we get into our conversation, uh, football is always up and running. Basketball is back. Hockey's back. And BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football odds, news and game matchups, including all of the games this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your wagering information, including live betting, free contests and live scores. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that be NHL, NBA, NFL, boxing, whatever you'd like, they've got it. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game stats. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Connor Ryan. And we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor? What is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Uh, I don't think anybody's doing as great as the Bruins. Six in a row. Well, again, we're recording this prior to Monday's game against Tampa Bay. We got to preface it with that. So we don't know how that turned out. I know people probably get so annoyed when we do this, but that's just the way the schedule works. It's the way the week works. I don't usually play on Mondays. Uh, that's usually why Monday is usually a safe day to record. Tuesday is a safe day to put it out. Not the way this it is this week, and with Thanksgiving later, I'm not gonna push this back even further. We're gonna put it out when it is. Um, but it's interesting, Connor, because this Tampa Bay 
game in Tampa uh, was the start and is the start of quite a stretch. <laughs> quite a stretch. Now, at the beginning of the year, when we all kind of, when the schedule first dropped, we all kind of looked and said, all right, they're going to be without Martian and McAvoy up until about now. <laughs> we figured this was probably when they were going to come back. And we all looked and said, oh, whoa. Tampa, then Florida, Carolina, then Tampa again. And that's just this week. Then you get into Colorado. You have Vegas twice. You have Colorado twice as well, right? Yes. Um, you have uh, just a crazy stretch of games coming up. And again, I, I wouldn't say the Bruins schedule has been um, super easy so far because it hasn't been easy. I mean, you know, that Chicago game on Saturday, that was that's an AHL team over there. Yeah, <laughs> so, that, that, that ain't great. No, that te- that team, if you're a Blackhawks fan, I I, I kind of feel for you because the next five years, at least as of now, probably should be looking very similar to that. Um, and the Bruins have had some really good wins against good opponents, right? I mean, you can go back, you know, the Flames and, uh, you know, the Rangers and that Penguins win. Like, there's been some really good opponents they've played, but not like this. Not like this. And is it a stretch, do you think, for me to say, hey, this might be the biggest stretch of the season where we really see uh, if this team is worthy of being the number one team in hockey? Yeah, I think so in terms of just who they're matched up against. And I think maybe to dispel the narrative, and I don't think it's even a narrative. Like I don't really feel like there's a lot of people who, whether it's in Boston, well, I probably shouldn't say in Boston, but especially nationally, that are like, uh, this is a paper tiger of a team, 16 and two. Like they've got, you know, they haven't played anyone tough yet. And again, they've had a an easier schedule than most. And it's helped out quite a bit that, you know, they overcame those injuries. But this is still a team that has won in almost every conceivable fashion, right? They've had that great comeback against Pittsburgh. They've won games where they're protecting one goal leads. They've won shootouts. They've won, you know, high scoring games. I think you could ask for, they've kind of checked that, you know, all they've the various blown stress- teams out. Yeah, exactly. They've, they've passed all the stress tests you'd expect. And as you said, I think we were looking at this schedule back when it was first released being like, Oh man, you know, at this point of the season, they're probably going to have guys back, but Martian's coming off double hip surgery. Like he's going to need a, a few weeks to shake the rust off. Charlie McAvoy, what's going to be, you know, where's he going to be at in his recovery? And it hasn't been the case, right? So far, I mean, the guys are already back, and whether it's Martian getting three points in his first game, looks like he hasn't lost a step, or McAvoy, who, you know, is coming off of a game where he had four assists, looked like kind of the same dominant McAvoy. Everything looks pretty good right now. So, again, is this a stretch where let's say they go, I think it's like 10 games against teams that are over 500. Well, maybe not. Arizona is kind of in the middle there, but at least Arizona, like they have yeah, Arizona, it's playing like that, in a... It's like that meme of, um, I think Scott McLaughlin tweeted like the, the picture of the meme. It wasn't the same meme, but it's like the, the, where there's the soldiers lining up behind the wall. Oh, the, the one guy in the middle clown. the clown. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Arizona Coyotes yes. in the midst of Colorado, Vegas, Colorado again. And then Arizona and then Vegas. That's but, there, but there is some adversity of like playing like I think like their locker rooms in like a storage closet. So there's yes. that adversity. So you have to fight through <laughs> that as well. They're, but... play, they're, they're dressing. They're dressing up in the hot in the hot dog and popcorn stands. That's where they're yeah. dressing up. So so if this is a stretch where they play these 10 games and they go like eight and two or seven and three, I think more more than anything, it just validates. All right. This team is legit. Now, is it if this stretch was let's say it was 
March or something like that, like right before the playoffs and now all these rosters are settled, then you could be like, all right, this team looks like they're rolling going into the playoffs. Like I won't go right away in terms of saying this team is now, it's going to be a massive upset if they don't win the cup. Like if they go on like a seven and three stretch or anything like that. But I think a strong performance. And even if that's like, six and four like yeah still like you look at who they're facing like that's still something where you're building your game you're showing your medal against other teams they're gonna be right in the mix right like i don't think there needs to be any even if it's like five two and three i know that's not amazing yeah i I, I saw points out of those three i saw someone i think tweeted at at me and it was like watch they're gonna go like they're gonna go four and four I'm like, oh man, they're only going to be twenty and six. Like, oh shit, like, that's really that's really rough against all really good teams. So, is this something where I think you're going to get swept up in? I, I don't think so. I'm, people will be very excited, especially Bruins fans who've enjoyed the ride so far. If they do have a very very strong record over the stretch, but I wouldn't say this is something that changes in terms of expectations. More it just validates, I think, that this team can hang with the perceived, you know, big dogs. I guess in the in the NHL. So again get to the playoffs anything that can happen but this team one looks legit to everyone's pulling on the same rope and if they have a strong stretch over these next couple weeks i think bruins can continue to feel good about how this team is playing and how they're building their game even though we're still about you know once they're done with the stretch still almost three quarters of a season left right so yeah and again i think even if things don't go great which i don't expect them to go bad i think this you know they'll be fine i don't again as you said i don't expect them to continue to win you know to go eight and two over the stretch or anything like that. But I also think that, you know, even if things did go south and they weren't great, I wouldn't hit the panic button, you know, might not be the most encouraging thing. It's like, okay, you know, they're really good, but you know, if they, in those 10, it's like 10 games, right? If they, I don't know, two and eight's not great. That's hard to, <laughs> that would be <laughs> a little bad. concerning. Yeah. <laughs> that's concerning. And, but I still don't think, it's, you know, red flags. I still don't think, oh, they're not that good. Um, but again, I mean, you've got, you know, you have Tampa Monday. Again, we don't know what happened. We have, you know, you have Florida. You have Tampa. Again, those are two legitimate division foes. You have Carolina in there as well, who, again, you lost to last year in the first round. And, you know, is a very strong team coming out of the Metro. And then you got Colorado, <laughs> Vegas, Colorado, Vegas, like, those are the two Western conference favorites. And again, it's hard to say, Hey, you have to prove yourself in November and December, but this is a stretch where you kind of can prove yourself a little bit. Um, And those Vegas games with, with Bruce Cassidy coming back, that's gotta be, Ooh, I I almost, you know, it's funny. I almost wonder like, you know, normally you would think, Oh, Bruce Cassidy has the most motivation going into it. You know, he wants to get revenge against the team that just fired him. And I think that's very much the case, but a lot of comments from the Bruins to start the year, kind of taking subtle digs at Cassidy, you know, or kind of say, oh, you know, this locker room's a little bit different, you know, this and that. Like, wouldn't surprise me if the Bruins have just as much motivation going against the Knights, which we'll kind of get to later as we get closer. I think we'll do more podcasts on Cassidy and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Might have a little more motivation, you know, never know. Some drama. We'll take some drama right now. I was going to say it's as as. It's been great that this team has been operating at a high level, but it seems like there's been very low-key drama throughout this whole thing, except for that one weekend. I say this now, I'm like, oh, oh yes. this team rolling along. <laughs> that weekend to took like, all the drama. And they were like, yeah, that took up most of it. So, But having a few on-ice storylines, whether that's, I mean, even you listen to, I think, John Cooper uh, during his uh, morning skate you know, press presser today was talking about the fact that 
Yeah, the Lightning get you know pretty hyped up when they play the Bruins in terms of their previous battles. They know their standing, not just this year, but how they've kind of reigned at the top of the East. Like some good bad blood there. There should be some really you know beyond just the the stress test and proving your worth at the top of the league. There's going to be uh, some really heightened matchups between some teams that do not like each other, which is going to be great for us hockey fans to watch. Well, also Florida. I mean, now Florida has Matthew Kachuk. And he was already causing problems when they played each other the first time earlier this year. Like, I think he is a guy that, you know, I think Bruins fans hate him, but you kind of love to hate him. Like, you know, again, until he actually, like, you know, injures someone. But you also just look at, like, you know, that Florida team, even when they were nasty last year, I don't know, there wasn't that, like, bite to them. You know, they were really skilled, and that's fun, yay. But there's not that hatred for the Florida Panthers. You know, like, I don't know. They're just the Panthers, but now it's different. You got Kachuk down there and you have, you know, legitimate reason to hate them uh, and to not to kind of despise them a bit. And it's a reason to an extra reason to watch. But yeah, I mean, again, this stretch coming up again, I say this, I, I don't believe in teams having to prove themselves in November and December, but I think this upcoming stretch says a lot about the team where it is, where it currently is. Um, and again, maybe I think that they would play really well. The Bruins play really well. If they uh, started taking that Athletic Greens, our next partner, uh, which has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted better gut health and more energy. I don't drink coffee or use caffeine because I wanted healthier natural energy. And AG1 provides it in droves. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy or anything either. It has a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to each and every morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop, as Connor can vouch in the tropics, With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75, yes, count them, 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. A special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things you could ever want in one scoop. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it contains less than a gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting really, really good. And this all supports better sleep quality and mental clarity. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your, your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash Bruins. Again, that's athleticgreens.com backslash Bruins. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So, uh, you know, I mentioned that stretch, the, this upcoming stretch of games, because it's obviously pretty big, you know? Uh, that's that's pretty big. That's a pretty big stretch of games. And as I said, I don't, pro- I don't believe in, you know, you have to prove yourself in November, December. But what it does kind of help with is what the team will need at the deadline, which again is far away but it wasn't so far away this weekend uh because again that Bruins Blackhawks matchup not exactly most intense game ever uh quite honestly a little bit of a little bit of a drubbing which you know nice to see but at the yes. same time you know that Blackhawks team as I said earlier stinks oh not good that team is brutal poor Peter Morazic by the way that dude has had some rough nights in TD Garden and Saturday was near the top. I mean, like some of those goals, it's just, you know, I mean, it's not an NHL team and they know it. Yeah, it's not there's like, only so much you can do there. No, that team. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, they're in a rebuild. They acknowledge it, but that is a, a W on what should be every team's roster or every team's schedule. Excuse me. But 
what what the talk of Saturday was was Patrick Kane. Because as everyone knows, it's Kane's last year of his contract. There's no reason or way they re-sign him. There's just no, like, makes no sense to bring him back. Um, and he's still got hockey left in him. He's still very good. Good playmaking winger. I mean, you know, always been good. I mean, really one of the consistent, consistently good forwards of the past, what, 12 years? Yeah. 14 years. I mean, he's, you know, been near the top of the league for a long time. And He's probably going to get dealt. He probably will get dealt at this deadline. And uh, Jimmy Murphy of Boston Hockey Now uh, was talking to some NHL executive, and the executive uh, basically said along the lines, you know, Patrick Kane and the Bruins make a lot of sense. The Bruins were all in already, but with the start, I'd say they're full speed ahead and we will do whatever it takes to get Bergeron one more cup. They have cap issues now, so they can't really go hard after Kane or anyone, but they need to be laying down the foundation for, excuse me, but they need to be laying down the foundation for acquiring a player like that. Now, again, so far, do you see any need on this team for Patrick Kane? Well, or a player thing, right? like that? That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's one of those situations where a team can always get better. We'll, we'll just say yes. that. A team can always. Yes. It's not like if like the Lightning the last couple of years of uh, a team went up to them and was like, hey, we'll give you, again, a player like Patrick Kane for uh, future four you know, first round picks and we'll retain all the money. It's not like, I don't think Julian Griezmann would be like, we're really good right now. Like you can always be better. There's nothing wrong with that. But, but when you look at the way this team is playing right now, and most importantly, what it would take to get Patrick Kane in terms of the assets and especially the cap situation. That's where I just don't see it being a feasible thing. That's why I think when we did our bold predictions, which, have not looked good so far. The one I do feel pretty confident about is that I don't think this team is going to be really in the hunt for a, you know, top 10 trade target or anything like that. You're not going to have years past where they've talked about Tomas Hurdle or, you know, uh, Oliver Ekman Larson or, you know, Lindholm last year, obviously, or Taylor Hall. I don't see them being a team that's going to be in that mix. And I think a lot of it, even if let's say there's an injury or, or something like that, um, or, you know, this team hits a bit of a wall at some point. I just don't see the Bruins having the cap flexibility and the willingness to continue to kind of bleed those resources to really be a, a realistic uh, contender for a guy like that. When you look at other teams that are maybe, you know, I wouldn't say have more pressure on them or or something like that, because the Bruins clearly, this is being viewed as the last dance. Like, if you, if you want to go all in, you should, but... You look at a team like the Kings or someone that has more cap space, the Devils who have a crap ton of cap space, Um, the Rangers who, um, you know, even though they've spent quite a bit, they still have quite a few younger players on affordable contracts. So maybe you swing to the fences now before all those contracts come due. There's other teams that just seem like they're more equipped right now to take on a contract like Kane. Cause I don't think if you're the Bruins, it's a situation where, and people have talked about, all right, you trade for Patrick Kane, but you make the NHL contracts work. So you give up Grizzlick or Kahlo or DeBrusque or something like that, which, I mean, who knows what Chicago's thinking? We've, we've said that for years now. This team very well should have just blown things up years ago. But if you're Chicago... <laughs> Seth, Jones, you, Seth Jones needed that long-term contract. Yes. If you're Chicago, though, and you really want to... You're trading away the, the pillars of that dynasty that you had, guy that still is very valuable, and you really want to go scorched earth because you want to you know bottom out, is getting like guys who are like still pretty good that are like 25, 26, 27, like a DeBrusque or a, a Grizzly who's, you know, 28 
that what they're looking for? No, they want either mm-hmm. legit prospects and first round picks, which the Bruins could offer that. Again, they probably wouldn't be happy about giving up probably multiple firsts and giving up like Lysel Olori. Lysel would be gone in that deal. Yeah, I would think. I would I'd probably ask for both. If I'm if I'm Chicago, like when you look at other teams that could, you know, give up guys like the Kings or someone who has a much deeper prospect pool, of course you're asking for probably both those guys along with the first round pick. And beyond the Bruins hesitancy to do that, they need money to go out in the process. What's Patrick Kane making around? Ten and a half million? Oh, yes, like, it is. Yeah, so it's <laughs> it's one thing where the Bruins would love it to be probably if they were realistically trying to get him, ha- you know, moving out contracts in the process. But why would Chicago really do that beyond just like a a John Moore contract or something like that, which maybe balances the books a little bit? Like you need to move out a lot of money. This team needs to trade Mike Riley at some point, most likely, in order just to get cap compliant once Derek Fulber comes back. And that's what I think they're one point. Six million over the cap. How about taking ten plus million in Patrick Kane? Well, that'll fix pretty it. Tough. Yeah, exactly. Well, I, look at, tough. I look at it like this: they got their Patrick Kane at the deadline in 2021 when they got Taylor Hall, and then they resigned him. Like that was the whole point. You needed a top six left shot winger. You went out and got a top six left shot winger for like nothing. Mm-hmm. Like that took nothing, and then you resigned him to a fairly team friendly deal. Now, yeah, Taylor Hall could be better, but he's been fine so far. He gives you a ton of depth, you know, dynamic, all that stuff. Again, I just look at, you need your first round pick next year. You you need to make it. You need to make your first round pick in this draft. Not only like take away the fact that the draft is, you know, as good as it was in 2015, maybe better than 2015. These kids are really good. Like this draft, I think if you're picking anywhere in the top 17, you're getting a, you know, a guy that you're hoping is a pillar of your roster for the future. Right. You also just look at, They've been spotty on their first round picks, making them like you need to replenish the the, the prospect pool. Um, I know people don't want to hear this, but there will be seasons past this season. Like, and they've been going all in for a long time now. So they got to make sure that they don't stink in the future. I know you want to win now, but you got to make sure you don't stink. And also, as you said, they don't have a huge hole. They don't. This could be, I mean, this is a year where it, at least as of, Today, November 21st, it looks like the 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 big hole will just be, you know, adding depth pieces, which isn't a big hole. Like you just add some depth pieces. That's a good thing. That's a good problem. Now, again, you don't want to, you know, we'll see what happens come deadline time. You don't want to be left behind. You know, every year it's an arms race. You don't want to be the team that doesn't do anything. And then, you know, the postseason comes around and you could have done something big. And you lose because the top six scoring doesn't show up. And you're like, oh, damn, Patrick Kane might have helped out with that. Or someone else big would have helped out with that or whatever. But I I don't know. I I look at the Bruins as ahead of most every other team, at least right now. I don't think as currently constituted, you you don't need Patrick Kane. Um, as you said, you can always use extra. But look at what you'd have to give up. Look at uh, the, the cap situation. Is that really what you want? You know, now if Patrick Kane was a center, <laughs> if Patrick Kane was a center, then it might be different. Then we might right. be sitting here going, hey, you know what? Maybe it's worth it. Get Kane, sign him after the season, you know, figure out who's your future one and two C go, you know, years down the line. But this is another kind of stopgap. But no, he's a winger. So um, again, cool idea, fun idea. It's a fun November topic idea, but I, I don't. It's just not, you don't have to do it, you know? Right. I mean, do you do you foresee anything change? Like, what would have to change 
you know, obviously a major injury is one. Right. But what would have to change for this Bruins team to have to go out and get a big fish, whether it be Kane or somebody else? Yeah, I mean, I think it would just have to be a part of the roster seriously regressing. And again, what is that? Is that the third line? You need another player like that. But I wouldn't say that's like a massive upgrade. It's a, a spot that needs to be addressed if, let's say, a guy like Frederick, you know, falls out of his spot or, you know, we don't know, even know what happens with Craig Smith, but Taylor Hall is going to play with coil on, uh, on Monday against the lightning. So there's various ways where maybe guys can regress and it could prompt that, but beyond like the obvious injury, I don't see where exactly it's all right. Yeah. Of course. Like is uh, Patrick Kane an upgrade from Jake DeBrusque? Yeah. Like no yes. shit, but like, again, you have to look at just what the realistic options are. It's not be a GM mode, right? You've got so many other hurdles in your way beyond the obvious in terms of the, the assets and what have you. And again, people can say like, well, you can go all in anyway. Like we're going to, you know, the Bruins are not going to be that good in the next couple of years, which they're trying their best to avoid that. But I think it all comes down to, yes, this team is all in, but you look at just where the cap situation is. It's just not viable in terms of how much, you know, cast space you have to move out to take on a big contract. It just doesn't make any sense, Evan. No, it doesn't. Um, and again, cool idea, fun idea, yes. you know, you can put the trade proposals together. Again, I think it would have to be Lysel, Lowry, a first, maybe more. But yes. I don't, and then again, you have to figure something out with the cap. Like, are you just trading Mike Riley and Craig Smith to teams just for the heck of it? And then you also got to, you know, you still have more cap to figure out. Like, I don't, again, it would just be too much. It would just be too much. I don't know how you would do that. I, right. I don't know, you know? I mean, again, again, a top six who what fan isn't going to like the idea of a top six of Marshan Bergeron, Pasternak and Taylor Hall, uh, David Krejci, Patrick Kane. Everybody would love that. Yes. Just not very doable. Um, so fun idea, fun idea in practice. But again, and it, again, as I said, it is a bigger thing of I don't think we will be sitting here in February um, saying, hey, the Bruins should be in on all these big name guys who are rumored to be dealt. Um they just don't really need it. Again, the only area maybe would be like on the right side on defense. Right. And I don't even mean a big name. I mean like, you know, someone you could potentially put in the top four. You know, something happens to Carlo again or Clifton regresses. Then it's like, all right, maybe, you know, yes. we do need someone in there on that second pairing that can hold it down. Um, but again, that hasn't happened yet. And you also have Strawman. You like you have they have guys there. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think they need anything big at this deadline. Again, it's a long time away. Um, but one thing that people do need is a subscription to Boston Sports Journal per source. As I'm not saying that, but many are saying many this. are saying this. Evan. Many are saying this. Uh, what can the people look forward to from you over at BSJ? Yeah, we're going to have you covered every uh, every step of the way throughout this uh, stretch for the Bruins against some other cup contenders. So whether that's game reports, features, columns, uh Q&As, video breakdowns, all that good stuff will be over at BSJ every single day. So please subscribe over at bostonsportschannel.com. You want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Connor Ryan underscore 93. Go do all that for CLNS Media. I'm Evan Marinovsky, you Bruins Beat listeners. Have a great rest of your week.